Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Legends Only. I'm T. Kyle. And I'm Bradley. And this is your weekly pop culture podcast where we talk about Legends Only. Hello, Brad. Hello. How are you? I am feeling um, like a brave new girl, and she's coming out tonight. That is the right feeling for this weekend. Yeah. For many reasons, actually. Yeah, we can talk about it another time. We have a lot to discuss today. We do. Yes, we have to get into a lot. This has been a jam-packed weekend. Yeah. so Very emotional weekend. We're coming at you guys a little late this week because we wanted to watch the Miley Cyrus performance, which turned into a full concert. Um, Also, there's this little thing called the Super Bowl, which... I'm not watching, are you? No, we're actually performing an act of defiance by recording this during the podcast. I mean, during the Super Bowl. (laughs) Yes. Literally, I think kickoff just happened or whatever it's called. Yeah, yeah. We're sticking it to the man by recording during. Yeah, well, speaking of sticking it to the man, (laughs) I just would like to say something. Because all week long, all I saw everyone talking about greatest athlete of all time playing this weekend, greatest athlete in the world. And I was like, oh, yeah, her name is Serena Williams. Thank you. Mm -hmm. And the Australian Mm -hmm. Open starts tonight. First round. I don't know who that man is that they keep talking about. Brady Bunch, whatever. Mm-mm. Let me tell you, not a great week for men. No. Yeah, no. Never, never a great is, week is for men, but especially this week. Nope. No men this week. Yeah, we will except be us. denouncing men, as always. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, except. <laughs> we hate all men except each other. Well, we also have a lot of self-loathing, so I think it's fair. Okay. <laughs> or I do, anyway. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Well, Brad, good luck. I'll need it. All right. Well, as always, we would like to give a huge shout out to all of our supporters on Patreon, our Patreon legends only fans. 
Thank you all so much for your support each month. We've got a Discord. We've got some fun stuff coming in a few weeks. Oh, am I? I'm pretending like I don't know. No, no, you know. You've I don't known. know why. Is it a bit? Is it a bit? Am no. I doing a bit right now? Oh, okay. <laughs> no, it's, we'll talk about it later. Um, anyway, oh, okay. so um, a lot to discuss this week. That can be saved for later. So yes, clearly. let's follow up with a conversation that we started last week with uh, a little bit of our impact, um, a little bit of A&R from Legends Only with Slater and Heidi Montag collabing. Now, did you catch their Instagram live that happened the other night? I did not. Okay, well, I'm here to fill everyone in. So Slater and Heidi had a brief Instagram live where Heidi invited Slater to be on the hills. And they were basically saying that they're going to make a song. And so, Mm. you know, our impact and really the highlight of the live, which I quoted out here and wrote it because it was one of the funniest things that uh, I've heard because they were talking about crystals. Now, are you on that journey? No. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) No, we do have some crystals laying out on the windowsill, actually, that we got a long time ago and we still don't touch just in case they're really charging. But uh, otherwise, no. But I guess by being that superstitious, yes. Well, I'm like low-key on that journey. But um, they were talking about their crystal. What's it called? It's like Pratt. Pratt Daddy crystals. Pratt designs or Pratt crystals, right? Mm-hmm. Not sponsored. We should be, though, because we did get Heidi her highest sales of all time. But anyway, Heidi said right. um, one of the funniest <clears throat> things I've heard probably ever. She said, I don't know who it was, but somebody said it. Energy cannot be created or destroyed. I don't know who said it. Somebody smart, I think. And I was like, <laughs> iconic. <laughs> That's a quote. Did you grab that audio or it happened too soon? It happened too soon. Well, she she didn't lie. It might still be up on Slater's IG. That's a good one. I'll have to For anyone who is just joining us, you might not know that T. Carl and I had an interview on Heidi Montag and Spencer Pratt's podcast where we talked about Heidi's music career, Superficial, her debut album, and ideas for her music comeback. And we had mentioned... Uh, that she would fit right in with the PC music slash Slater crowd. And lo and behold, a year later, here we are. So we say our impact jokingly 99% of the time, but in fact, we've probably helped to make this happen a little bit if they were listening in between the spawn con on the podcast. (laughs) Have you guys ever heard of Cosbox or whatever it was? (laughs) No, not sponsored. Well, also- We'll we'll have to see where that goes- yeah, Slater did tell her to put Superficial on a vinyl. So if that happens, then Slater's impact on top of our impact on top of basically this is a place for legends, okay? Yeah, it definitely. Something is moving. Something in the air. Yeah. <laughs> Cornova. Um, <laughs> True. Anyway, speaking of vinyls, you guys, it's happening again. Oh, yes, our impact part two. <laughs> Just This is just a a podcast where we take credit for everything. (laughs) Yes, Urban Outfitters, Hot Off the Press, Bionic, and Lotus Vinyl. 12 inches of advanced music for true music lovers only. They need to, like, (laughs) stop. What? Stop. My cart is so full. I still, like, I just, it's... Oh, no. They're gonna keep going all the way with these. They see that the gays are loving it, so... They're going to keep doing this more and more. And frankly, I'm loving it. Uh, You know, I, as an owner, a two-time owner of the Bionic Fan Edition box set vinyl, I 
I don't need another Bionic vinyl. Um, I don't actually think I need a Lotus either. I do have the Lotus Fan Edition, but I think that's a not a 12-inch. But I think it's really important to have these on vinyl. I just like uh, that it's a big cover art. Exactly. And I'm sure the Bionic Fan Edition is really good. So if they have any of those images in there, then that is perfect. Because those that photo shoot and those images that they use inside of the Fan Edition, so good. See, so, I don't open mine. It's a no. big day. Oh, you've never? Okay. No. All right. Can I confess Fair. something? Sure. I, for the first time, put a record on a record player like a couple months ago. And I was like, <laughs> how does this work? And I was like holding the thing and I was like, I thought I was going to break it. And then I was like, it looks like an X-Acto knife on it. And I thought I was going to ruin it. It's so weird. Like who? You put the needle on it. Yeah. To quote Danny Minogue. I just don't understand. Like who thought that you make, can make like a disc where you like put a needle on it and it plays Lotus. Not Lotus. I don't know who it like... is. It's probably the same person who said energy cannot be created or destroyed. Whoever oh, that person that. is. Who, who did actually say that? They're on a roll. Uh... <laughs> oh, wasn't that Albert Einstein? I Yes. <laughs> Iconic. Um, I'm, che- I'm checking it so that you don't. No, it is. Know. I feel confident that it's it Albert is. Einstein. Yeah. You are correct. I just think it's so weird, like the concept of a vinyl CD. Yeah, well, it's the future. It happened 100 <laughs> years ago, and it's the <laughs> Right? Like, it's so, and like cassette tapes, like who thought, like, let me just put this tape on a wheel inside of a square. Anyway, this is not inventors only? No. <laughs> Shark Tank. <laughs> this is not, this is a place for inventors, okay? Yeah. Anyway, I feel very good about this drop. Uh, I'm very happy for the fighters in my life. And if you haven't, we do have a Bionic Deep Dive episode that you should check out uh, where we take a look back at the highs and even higher highs of the Bionic era. Grab your gum, grab your red lip anal bead stand and join us there. Iconic. (laughs) We need to do justice for Lotus soon. Yeah, that's coming up. It's going to be 12, 10 years next year. Are you kidding me? 10 years since Lotus? Yeah, 2012. Wow. Songbird rebirth lotus intro <laughs> we're fucking old okay anyway so um speaking of yeah, that's uh, true. art there's a little scandal that's happening <laughs> right now which i had to look this one up because i didn't know this even happened i didn't even know she still sang i was like i didn't she has another single i <laughs> yeah this is the mascot of this podcast <laughs> two-time coronavirus restriction breaking legend rita ora is back at it again. Um, she does. She does sing. She doesn't just rap or whatever. She uh, is coming out with a new EP, including a song called "Bang," and she debuted the single art for that upcoming smash. And it is unmistakably inspired by Rina Sawayama to the point where all of the replies are just like, "Oh, Rita Sawayama." <laughs> I will say, not in her defense, but like, right. at least she didn't copy the font treatment for her first name. Yeah. Like, she used it in the song title, like, it's Bang, and it looks very similar. But like, I don't know. I feel like I'm kind of on the fence about it. It definitely feels inspired. It feels inspired. We'll say that. We'll definitely say that. Yeah. I feel like she definitely saw it. it it's hard to kind of deny i feel i feel like it's definitely inspired it's not literally the same (laughs) clap if you think she should suffer 
I feel so we literally yeah. come for her every single week. You know what? I was at the Body on Me tour. I was I've been in the trenches with Miss Aura tour? from the beginning. Oh, she's toured. When? Oh, yes. I've seen her by accident like 17 <laughs> times. Yes. I've seen her on tour with Iggy Azalea. I've seen I've seen a lot. Or maybe it wasn't a tour, but it was a performance. I saw her at the box performing I will never let you down. I I have seen things in my day. I that's that's for damn sure. Okay, work. Well, <laughs> I'm ultimately looking forward to it because I have more than a few Rita Bops uh, in my. Uh, I was going to say iTunes, but that doesn't really exist anymore. Um, you know, anywhere really killed me. Uh, Let's be lonely the, together. Lonely together. The Fifty Shades song with Liam. Um, oh, that, that is amazing. Serve. So, you know, some people stand Rita in this house. I find it funny at the same time. I feel like it's also very, like, inspired by other legends all the time. But I Eh, have time. Aren't we all? We certainly are. Yeah, so we'll have to wait and see and hear what Bang sounds like. Not to be confused with Bang Bang. And not to be confused with the now TikTok-dominating Jessie J, who is like on top of the TikTok charts because there's this viral dance to Domino where you have to do it with another person and you do like this silly little routine. She's been serving those cat suits. Yes, she will be. The AirPod meme. She can sing. (laughs) Of course she can. Like she just also does really funny things with her voice that makes her go viral by accident. Like, no, 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 no. Well, you know, (laughs) that's how you chart these days. You gotta be on the TikTok. That is how you chart these days. Ask Olivia Rodrigo. Yeah, that's Ask her true. where she got her driver's license. Um, is there anything on TikTok that you've been, you know, feeling? Like, are you in a new sub TikTok category this week? Hmm. I actually just, yes, actually. I've just followed this jeweler from Pittsburgh, I think, or Pennsylvania. And he does appraisals. And I've never known or cared about, like, diamonds as far as what they're real or fake or how much they're worth. But he takes you through the minute process of scanning the diamond, taking the picture of it, doing the appraisal. And at the end, he's like, guess how much it is. And then everybody guesses, you know, says what they thought it was. And it's kind of interesting. Can you send me that? I don't think about, yes, I will. I don't think about what a jeweler does every day. And then I'm like, wait a minute. That's kind of fun. That's interesting. Well, did you never watch Antique Roadshow as a kid? I did. But I guess, you know, like he specifically like talks about, you know, the color and the cut of the diamond and things like that i've never considered shine bright like a diamond um that's my only exposure to diamonds so (laughs) big and rest in peace but yeah uh that's my niche what about you i feel like is it just me or is it like every single week i'm like falling in love with a new tiktoker no you are yeah yeah so you have a new crush yeah i'm like oh i have a new crush so he has glasses yep yep yeah (laughs) also that weird um whatchamacallit the uh the thing with the red light challenge oh the silhouette challenge oh yeah yeah yeah. why haven't you Put i was like why hasn't brad done this yet this very like and up then your you alley. just like, break into lingerie or nothing i will say only fans twitter has gone wild with that challenge and i will it is not safe for tiktok yeah that seems like something you would do why haven't i it's <laughs> a good question yeah it mean, is like, literally question. that's like i feel like it anyway i'm like super I think I'm so embarrassing, but I don't think I'm that embarrassing. But I don't know. I Maybe I am. I will post it as this episode goes live. Yeah. I don't know. I just don't. I also do not have a doorway that would work for that. <laughs> There's no doorway in your basement. 
<laughs> exactly. The basement silhouette challenge. It could be kind of iconic if the door opens to the snow in the backyard, actually. <laughs> or if you just like do it in front of your mom and get her reaction. <laughs> like, what the hell are you doing? Disappointed but not surprised would be the reaction. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I have not done the silhouette challenge yet, but there have been many. Well, I don't even have a segue for this next one. But anyway, this weekend, there was this thing called the Super Bowl, which we are currently not watching. Um, Right. We're rebelling at this very moment. And um, there's a new holiday that now gets celebrated instead of the Super Bowl. Brad. Yes, there is. Why don't you take this one? Why don't you tell everybody what that is? (laughs) Yes. So... About five years ago, I believe, I was just reading about this filmmaker, Matthew Cherry, tweeted in 2018, uh, Super Bowl Sunday, we should do Janet Jackson Appreciation Day. And that stems from the 2004 Super Bowl, when she performed with someone, and there was an incident, a planned incident, arguably, and Janet was blacklisted by Hollywood, largely uh, executives um, didn't play her on radio. And it's since been confirmed in reports that like this actually was a vendetta. Specifically, you know, CBS um, Les Moonves was scandals of his own. Allegedly was like a big vendetta against Janet because uh, the nipple controversy cost millions in what you call it, the FCC commission, the federal commission of you know, complaints and and whatever bullshit goes into that. The same as when MIA flipped off the camera and was facing a huge lawsuit because America is conservative and ridiculous. But anyway, Janet took the heat. Justin did not. He issued like an apology and just went on to headline the Super Bowl years later, whereas Janet's career objectively suffered and she was blacklisted. And that is why... As I shared that Gen Z TikTok explaining the Super Bowl incident and explaining why they don't know her, which broke my heart, it is legitimate because why would the kids necessarily know her if they didn't do their research because she was nowhere to be found for years uh, as mainstream as she was previously? So all that is to say, everyone celebrates Janet's legacy, her impact on this day. It's a fun celebration of her performances or just directly that performance to take it back and reclaim it for her. And I think it's a wonderful annual celebration and I, I love it. I, we ring the justice for Janet bell and yeah, I think it's a really important thing to do because it was an unfair punishment. And I think there's been a general reckoning happening with the way women have been treated in the industry. This is one of the big examples of society turning around and going, wait a minute, that was fucked up that we did that, that we did all of that. I mean, largely it was not general public. It was executives behind the scenes as it turns out. But, you know, I think this is a time for reflection and uplifting somebody who was unfairly taken down. There's my She's an icon. She's a legend. And she Mm. is the moment. Truly the moment. And I love that it's on Super Bowl Sunday. It's very much like a slap in the face to the organization continuously who did that to her. So, yeah. And then you had to suffer through like boring men for years at that show until they took another chance, if I remember correctly. I really, I mean, there's a lot of things about this country that, oh God, we could get into. But what is, I don't like, have none of y'all saw a tip before? Like, I really don't understand it. Like, 
if you watch like UK television, right? Compared, it's like, oh my god, someone gave the middle finger. <gasps> oh, like what? I just oh, fucking trash. Anyway, we stand, Janet. No, I agree with yes. Absolutely. I, I agree with you 100%. It's so absurd to think about now that it's so absurd. I just don't think, well, I don't think the punishment would be the same now anyway, even if it was a still, if it still happened in 2021, that would still be shocking, but it wouldn't be a crime that she was cast out of media in the same way. I don't think. Yeah. Well, you know, so yeah, uh, that man's, uh, his last record album sales, we'll say that. Um, <laughs> Some of y'all are gonna have yeah. to look that one up. Um, He's what goes woods, around so. comes around. Wasn't that right. what the song was called? Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, I also ooh on the subject of Janet. Know what I was thinking about the other day? The video what? for All Night was one of like the earliest oh, yeah. times where I was like, oh my god, <gasps> who the fuck is that? <laughs> what was that? That's Janet being like, you're hired. Oh god, now I feel like I'm gonna get robbed. One second. It's probably someone hitting all the buttons. Um, what was I saying before that happened? <laughs> oh, the music video for All Night was one of the first moments where I was like, oh my God, I really want to do like videos and production in music. And it is a scam that that video is not in HD. We need like a Janet version of MC30 soon where we get all the old music videos in HD. Absolutely. Yeah, I've been hoping that she would do something like that. We did just have Control 35 where we recognize the 35th anniversary of Control. Yeah. But yes, we need reissues, remixed, remastered, still iconic moments from her. So justice for Janet and hopefully soon. Hopefully. I do feel like the trajectory was on the way with Black Diamond and the EP that was supposed to come and everything and then Cornova. But yeah, wasn't she supposed to tour? Supposed to tour, supposed to have new music and then everything happened. But yeah. We shall see. Well, even though we weren't watching the actual Super Bowl, we did tune in to the TikTok tailgate for a moment from Miley that I was uh, kind of taken back by, to be quite honest. Were you? I Well, I thought we were just getting maybe two or three songs because they said performance. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. But then I tuned in and it was a whole concert. Right. No, it was. It was a full TikTok concert. Which that's I guess the future. Um, yeah. I didn't. I don't know if it was on TV. I think it was just TikTok. But yeah, it was a tailgate party. She was dressed as like cheerleader. So good. All player. the outfits were incredible. Yep. yep. The comments were largely scathing from like conservative grandmothers in Florida, being like, "This is gonna turn my child gay." Which you know what, Karen? Maybe it job. will. I hope it does. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So. Don't they have she, bigger things to worry about in Florida right now? One, you have like the worst COVID rates in America. Two, you're all going to be underwater in like three fucking years. So shut the fuck up. Leave Miley alone. Anyway, continue. <laughs> Am I wrong? Exactly. No, you're not wrong. Anyway. We also got um, we got a ton of performances actually throughout, including a Ashley O moment. Oh, so good. It was really good. I really thought she did a great job. And she also, I think I was a bit shook by the fact that there was a crowd. Yeah, I... Um, but they were all like vaccinated people or something, right? Isn't that... Yes. Yeah, so it was vaccinated healthcare workers, which apparently the whole thing is that like everyone that's going to be in the crowds that was invited. Oh, interesting. Which yeah. I, you know, I think that's a good thing. And I will say that um, her speeches throughout every little uh, interlude made me very emotional. But... I did just 
pretty much listen to like I, I was it was too weird seeing crowds I was like I it made me like feel nervous <laughs> right. I was like oh my yeah, god it's... Joan Jett is a legend why is she in there in person I was like what is Billy right. Idol doing you know what I mean like they got so close and I was like a little, little... no but... well she did a lot she did an amazing show she was probably really thirsty to get back out there she's always amazing live she also gave a shout out to Britney she did and she gave us vocals she did I feel like she's giving her best vocals ever. Yep, she definitely is. I think this is her best vocal era to date by far. And also she's been showing that because she's been on the treadmill on TikTok showing her doing her rehearsals, which is, I'll never forget. I remember um, learning that Madonna did that to prepare for tour and to see Miley do that was very like, wow, it's a legend thing to do is to prepare um, by being on the treadmill and singing because you forget that that's what they have to do. The vocal control, the breath control is crazy. So she just sounded so amazing. And yeah, doing the hits and the the new album, Plastic Hearts, which we stand. So yeah, it was such a good mix of eras. Yeah, definitely a good mix. Uh, and I feel like she did what she could do to appeal to the NFL crowd by having like some rock legends and having the vibe of her new album being, I would think, kind of appealing to them but who know? i don't know what straight people want but uh she did good it's like what do you want do you want a guitar <laughs> yeah noted on the uh treadmill and singing i'll have to start practicing that on my at-home treadmill for my super bowl performance right exactly you do have you have it prepared yes yes <laughs> yes well she did give love to our queen Brittany. So in Britney news this week, we have a couple things that are happening. Now, first To up, say the least, yes. <laughs> yeah, to say the least. So first up, we had a Glory demo that leaked on YouTube and pretty much everywhere called Exaholic. And um, mm-hmm. I will say, I got at least 10 to 12 DMs from people being like, oh my God, make this into a remix, remix it, remix it, Tikaigo. And I was like, oh, maybe. I definitely can see why. Yeah, because uh, it's an unfinished demo. Yeah, the beats leave a lot to be desired. The lyrics do too, but I think it's a good vocal. I will give the song that. I, I didn't listen and think, oh my God, what a missed opportunity at all. No, but I me do either. think she sounded perfectly Britney. And, you know, it always makes you like, it sets off that Stan feeling inside when you're like, oh my God, new vocals. But yeah, as far as like the lyrical content and being an exaholic is like, uh, no. Now, what is an exaholic? Exaholic. Um, Does yeah, it mean like you're just addicted to your exes? Not the, yeah, I think so. This song you? is not the one that got away. Oh, oh am I? No, I'm like exaholic song about you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I can't relate. Yeah, no, I, I don't. I don't have that particular problem, but I feel like. It just wouldn't work. It's a goofy concept. It's, but I, whatever. It's also, pl- she's not. Playful. She's not, and she shouldn't be. That's the other thing. We should not be celebrating, you know, right, like it doesn't any make sense. of her exes. No. I'm an so, exaholic. like, call in what you want it. No. Yeah. This is not the one that got away as far as a song. I feel like if the lyrics were entirely reworked, uh, maybe I'd be more into it. But yeah, I feel like, especially in the, Grand scheme of Britney, it's like, oh, God, I don't need to, like, think about her exes ever. Yeah. 
but you know it's fun to always fun to hear new vocals from her and this seems like part of the journey of like when they were talking about when there was a version of glory that was early that wasn't really vibing before karen queen karen kwok came in this definitely feels like this was probably part of the batch that was like not really it yeah again i don't think we missed a golden album there but uh yeah i'll do a remix and it'll go like this I'm a Dunkin' Holic calling what you want it. Yeah. Yeah, that'll do well. <laughs> Charlie D'Amelio. That'll shaking. do really well for you. Yeah. Yeah. That send it to the D'Amelios. Maybe mm-hmm. they'll care. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm coming for your Dunkin' sponsorship. Ugh. Yeah, well, um, that was like one thing. And then there's another thing in the Britney world, which has taken the media, social, everything by storm. My phone has been blowing up for an entire week about this. The New York Times documentary came out this week on Hulu, right? Hulu and FX. Hulu yes. and FX. Framing Britney Spears. Yes. 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 It explores the conservatorship, but really it's told through the lens of let's take a look back at what led to this point. And I feel like that is kind of the focus of the documentary is because it doesn't answer any of those questions that remain. It's mostly about what has led to this moment and why the questions are, you know, what questions are there and the most recent developments, which are still like slightly dated at this point, because unless they had breaking news, it was never going to be able to like crack any significant news because it's like, as we had talked about, like, if you make a documentary about this situation, every month she's going to court. So every time that happens, there's been a new development lately. So it was like, how do you catch up with that? But I think the biggest takeaway, and I feel like this is probably worth like a deep discussion. I feel like the documentary really explored the way that she was exploited and failed by the media, by family, by literally every man. And to a certain degree, it was pretty traumatizing to rewatch footage that largely I've already seen and experienced, but through the lens of like 2021 and just thinking about everything that's gone on, it's very hard to watch the story unfold yet again, even though we know it very well. I think because I have stand goggles on and it's a common problem that I have that I always feel like people are on the bus with me already, like on the journey. And then I realize that they never left the station because watching these hashtags and these trending topics, it becomes like immediately clear that like most people really didn't reconsider the way that, especially I would say the biggest ones are Justin Timberlake, uh, Sam Lutfi and various other people in the, her father obviously failed her uh, by doing things or saying things that were exploitative. And I feel like for me, because it's just assumed, like I, we talked about it on the podcast forever, like how much she was mistreated, but like, I'm seeing that the general public really did not know or, or fully grasp like how bad she was actually like treated. So it feels very emotional and sort of like, a reckoning and that feeling of like now you guys see how bad it actually was and always has been towards her you know we would always bring up interviews where they'd talk about her breasts her virginity her sexuality and she was always so young to begin with but it was always so insultingly worded and so crude and blaming her slut shaming and we had always we've talked about that for so much but like seeing it all kind of laid out on this trajectory definitely 
brought it all back and I think opened up a lot of people's eyes who really weren't checking for it. And so that is kind of what I think is the biggest takeaway from this right now is like, oh, this is why we're here. Like, this is how bad it got. And no wonder, you know, she was under such stress and in pain. So it was horrible. Like, so many people to be mad at in that documentary, the fucking paparazzo who was like, well, she didn't say to stop. Was she like hit the car with the fucking umbrella? That part was infuriating. Uh, Yeah. You know, for fans, I feel like there's not necessarily anything new there. Felicia, God bless her heart, um, Fee, was probably the thing I think maybe like Hardcore Stans appreciated the most in the documentary because that was the closest connection to Britney they pretty much had, I would say, participating. And she did kind of exactly what you would expect from Fee. Just she was there to be like, this is the person I know and love. And she is such a special person and and shared those memories. It felt very like I had the wonderful experience of having that like backstage moment during the the failed 2015 documentary. And it felt like that is just what she would say to a fan who loved her as much as she does and that she just wanted to share and bring into the world. And it was so like, she's a sweet woman. And when she said at the end is what I feel the strongest about, which is that I feel strongly and hope that she will be able to tell her story one day, that there's support and love there for her. And yeah, I feel like that was kind of all of my opinions about it. Just said a lot of things. Uh, <laughs> how did you feel about it? Um, I share a lot of your same feelings. I mean, oh, it's like, where do you even begin? Um, I think some top line notes. I do think overall, I thought it was very well done. I thought the use of archived footage and new interview, like I thought as a documentary for what it was for just being a short one off. I thought it was really great. And I thought they did a fantastic job, you know, covering in such a short period of like short time, uh, a lot of information. Yeah, Uh, I thought it was really well done. And uh, again, like you said, I mean, it was nothing new for me. Everything in the documentary I had sort of seen, known, heard of, followed, been there kind of situation. But I appreciated the way that they handled it. I thought they did it very respectfully. I thought they were really um, mindful of it. But yeah, I I think what was so interesting for me was that it really was a moment where I realized that so many people have not been following along in the way that we yeah. have. And so, so many people, you know, they don't, they don't know about her last album. We've joked about this before. You know, we've gone to Britney Nights. People are like, what is this song from Glory? You know, yeah, we of- joke about it, but it's true. They do. They- don't even know that there's even stuff beyond blackout in some cases. Like yeah. you just, it, it like the story ends for a lot of people very far off away. Right. From so I think that's where, where I now. was like, you know, cause I was hearing from a lot of people who, you know, haven't really been on the, the Britney train like we have. Yeah. And so for them, I think it was a shock. Like the response that I was getting from a lot of people was shock of like, Oh my God, I, I can't believe we did that to her. I can't believe she went through that, which is, you know, something yeah, we've always yeah. talked about. And then what I think made me so upset, which I've always felt this, but watching it back made me feel it again, was, you know, as the the documentary kind of ended and there was that moment where they showed her in the bathtub with the rose and the soap. And it was like Mm -hmm. all she ever wanted. And I feel like there were pieces of it throughout the entire documentary. It was like all she ever wanted was just a normal life and Mm. peace. 
it, you know, it goes through all of this chaos. And then at the end, there was a still moment of her in the bathtub. And it just, I, I mean, it made me completely sob because to me, watching, I feel like a lot of the general public has been like really, really, really brutal on her in these Instagram comments. I mean, I've talked about it. I've fucking like snapped on these episodes. There's been things that I've had to cut out because I've been so angry at things that people have said and things that people have done and comments that people have made about her Instagram recently. And then at the end of this documentary, it was like showing her in the bathtub. And it was just this reminder of like, that's all she ever wanted. Like she just wants to be at home, safe, having a normal life with her family and her kids. And here's a reminder of that. And to me, her Instagram has been that for so long. You know, this is just my own personal perspective and opinion. Um, and it made me it made me just so sad. And I, I hope that this documentary kind of changes people's minds a little bit and reminding them a little bit about how hard, like how brutal she was treated by the media and by the paparazzi and by all of that. And it's not okay to like keep continuing that. And I don't know. Does that make any sense? It's such a nuanced, hard thing to talk about. Um, it is. It does make sense because at the same time, um, you know, the great irony is that this will drum up a lot of attention and I would not want the same media circus to come full circle and make her life hard again. But at yeah. the same time, it's this tightrope of like, but it comes out of a place of concern for most people because they see something that feels off to them. So there's concern, but you also don't want to invade her life and make it the same invasive lens of the paparazzi all over again in just a different way. And so it's kind of like this tightrope of like wanting the best for her, but also respecting her boundaries and privacy and not, you know, wanting to hurt that. I totally get what you mean with that. I guess I'm relieved that the biggest takeaway that I'm seeing so far is that uh, there's a lot of understanding, maybe even more so than for the record ever accomplished with the way that she was treated, because maybe there's just more hindsight this time around or like a better way to overview. And and for the record did not even ad address the misogyny to that degree or anything like that, um, that has like pervaded her career. So I feel like I'm relieved is the word that people are being confronted with this and have to sort of question their own actions during that time. And did I contribute to that? Did I mock her? Did I also write her off um, as like this bimbo and like allow her to be demeaned? You know, it's, I think it's causing a lot of self-reflection. And so that's, I mean, I even a felt good that thing. And that's what, too. you know, yeah, I think everybody should, you know, it's like, like I remember at the end watching it, like even, I don't know. I definitely had a moment where I was like, how do I say this? Like when we did the Britney podcast, I feel like, you know, yes, it's a podcast about her career and we go through all the moments and it's, you know, some people view it as like an encyclopedia of Britney. But to me, it's so much more of um, almost like a uh, not a what's oh shit. What's the word? I'm not very smart. Uh, almost like an autobiography of like our lives through our love of Britney more so than it is like mm -hmm. about her. And I even like at the end of this documentary, I got so upset and I was like, did I contribute in any way to like heightened attention around her? Even if my intention was good, did I yeah. add, you know, did I add noise? Did I add something negative? Did I add more eyeballs to the conversation? And maybe she just wants to, you know, be in her bathtub and, and, live in peace and mm -hmm. I had this like swirling of emotions of like I don't even know if I want to talk about this next week on the podcast like you just feel so awful and so guilty and mm -hmm. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I hope it's, it will just have everyone kind of feeling that before they go and they leave a comment on her Instagram calling her this word or that word or making yeah. assumptions yeah. or jumping to some conclusion that they think is truth because they think or saw something. I don't know. But then again, it's like we're doing it right. I feel like I'm doing it right now as I'm talking about it. <laughs> Which is why ultimately, like all I really hope is that I wish her nothing but peace and happiness and that wherever it stands legally, um, I can only support her and her wishes. And, you know, we've talked about only wanting to hear from her and and what whatever she's wishing right now. And as it stands, the current thing that we have been given through the court in her own words, through her lawyer, is that she wants her father taking taken off the conservatorship. And so all I can do is hope that she gets her wish because that is pretty much what I've been given to see and that she welcomes the informed support of fans. So she is aware that they are watching and we're just watching as it legally rolls out. Um, obviously, there's tons more eyeballs on it now. And yeah. it's tough because nobody in her immediate circle from from anyone in her family to anyone involved in the case will would uh, speak on that particular documentary. So we're just left with more speculation, unfortunately. However, uh, at the end of the day, as a fan on the outside, all I can really do, as always, is support her. So what, it, what her wishes are, are her wishes. And that is like why I think it's so painful to watch is because it's just like um, you feel sort of helpless, uh, but you also feel very angry. And I see that a lot of people are very angry at all of the people who have wronged her in her journey. So As they should be. I mean, same. So exactly. So I know. thought this did a much better job of uh, doing that than anything else could have, to be completely honest. Like, I think that's what I appreciated mm-hmm. about it was like, it felt very rooted in like fact and information. And it was so well done. And it was like, this could do so much more than like, you know, you or I could do on this podcast or like a tweet or, you know, I think it just made yeah. such a bigger splash than yeah anything else and sure. really got to a lot of people, which I think is great. I think so, too. I think um, it managed to handle everything pretty respectfully and uh, address concerns without presenting necessarily all as fact, but just something to think about. Uh, so can I bring the mood up? Yeah. A second. Oh, well, not yeah. for just a second, but like hopefully <laughs> I loved all of the old photos God, the the pictures uh, included were incredible for sure. Right? Like, I thought they really included so many. I don't know. Like, it was very nostalgic. And the, even though at the end of it, I was, like, sobbing. And I had to take a shower. And I was, like, extremely depressed. And I was, like, I this just hurts my whole spirit down to my core. It just was, like, mm. so, like, when Fee at the end was showing the, the old photographs, like, it just felt so joyous. And I, I did have, like, a glimmer of hope at the end when Fee was, like, I yeah. do... I do feel like she'll be able to tell her story. Like, I really believed her when she said that. And it just, it made me feel like, okay, I feel like that will happen one day. It doesn't have to be now. And it doesn't feel like there's pressure. But yeah, I just loved, I loved seeing all the old photos and footage. And, you know, when they showcased the mall tour and it was like, yeah, like she really came from nothing and then became a fucking superstar and she deserved it and she earned it. Yeah. And she earned her autonomy and and her ability to like be her own person and so it's really hard to reconcile like the current situation so yeah it's it's hard it's really hard um definitely put a spotlight on the case and the ongoing legal situation so 
I guess we're going to have to just stay tuned on that and watch that development. But more importantly, I just hope that she's okay and that, you know, I don't even I don't even know how this gets into her orbit or in what way. But I hope that she finds that there is positivity and support in it without feeling exploited again. I don't I it's so hard. Yeah, it's uh, the longest wait. That's why ever. Yeah, that's why we're we're sorry, Brittany. We're sorry, Brittany was trending. I think trending. people were like apologizing yeah. with pictures of 2007 and all of the various indecencies against her. And I think it's kind of a shared cultural thing, to be honest. It's like the culture did it to her, and we're looking back now and being like, "Fuck!" Even as fans, just reconsidering. Well, a lot of people are still doing it to her in the in the comments on our Instagram. Yeah, yeah. Ugh. Well, anyway. So, um did you see her yeah, instagram in, post in, with the um kinetic sand i i did asmr knee i thought it was so relaxing i know she was getting made fun of as always but like literally if britney started an asmr channel doing kinetic sand on youtube which is a thing and it's also a thing on tiktok i'm wondering if she saw it on tiktok i don't know but i feel like she definitely is enjoying that little i don't even know what that is, is that like a um well, she said she got it at target it's like squishy sand. Oh yeah, there's like a whole um, kinetic sand talk, basically. Oh, where people do like kinetic sand in cups, and like um, yeah. there's a bunch of YouTube channels that do like ASMR kinetic sand, and there's also that one girl who does um, the reviews of like ASMR videos. Have you seen her? Where she always duets, and she'll be like, "Oh, that was a good no. one." Yeah. Oh yes, I have seen. Love her, yes. her, but it's like a whole thing, and I was like. Did she see, did she fall on kinetic sand ASMR talk? Because I'm on it. <laughs> uh, it's very possible. Who knows, actually. But yeah, I wish her nothing but the best, as always. And as a fan looking on the outside, all I can do is support her. And we're going to wait and see what the, what the resulting uh, fallout or bringing to light this documentary causes what happens in the dark eventually comes to light and i do think i i think that we're well on our way it feels like a very um it, a weekend of reckoning as people kind of reconsidered the janet and britney's situations and that feels nice actually it feels like super bowl justice. 2022 britney and janet together i mean that would be the dream that would absolutely be the dream imagine that redemption it would be so symbolic Oh, that would be fucking legendary. So we're going to hope that Britney gets her way. We're going to hope that Janet gets her album out. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it was a hard one, though. Definitely a um, depressing watch. Very yeah. sad. Yes, it will make you very sad. Um, it will. Well, um, no other way to segue out of that one. I literally have absolutely no idea how to. Um, well, I think we should probably just play the song. Kick it up or not. <laughs> High fashion! So editorial. Guys, this is awesome. This is a billboard. This is super high fashion. Oh my god, that's so high fashion. So high fashion. Okay, everyone. Well, actually, you know what? Here's a good segue. This actually is a great segue. Wendy Williams does a really great job on her show of going from extremely dark topics to just immediately switching into something completely random. And all she does is go, "Mm, all right, well... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and that's it. So, um, my high fashion this week is Wendy Williams. 
for her oh, black okay. snowsuit jumpsuit that she wore last week. A fucking serve. I mean, she's been serving like all through the press week and everything. Um, I still haven't watched the documentary or the Lifetime movie. I know. Don't drag me. It's been a long week. But yeah. It's been a long week. Well, she I literally like pick. this week <laughs> she was talking about how they were finding dead bodies in the snow. And she's like, oh, there's a hand. There were six shootings, though, during the snowstorm here in the city. There was one in Newark, and the, the city workers in Newark were cleaning up and found a body. Like, oh, oh I see a hand. Under the snow? Under the snow. What? Oh. I was watching a lot of TV, but not really watching a lot of TV. You know what I mean? So this Mariah Carey, Mariah, by the way, you were fabulous in the, um, in the documentary. And then all, she's just like laughing. And then she's like, anyway, so Mariah Carey's sister is suing her for the one point something, whatever billion dollars. That's right. Like, what? Like the way that she talks about things on the local news and then just switches subject into like Kylie Jenner. All right. Well, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's a radio oh. pro. That's what they do. We got to get better at that. Yeah, we got to just keep it moving. What it was that? It feels strange to do. <laughs> it really does. It's like so uncomfortable. Uh, So yeah, so I'll just keep it moving with my pick, which is a throwback actually, because I was inspired uh, by the Golden Globes. Uh, I don't care about awards, except for the Legends Only Awards, uh, but... Which were legendary, uh, by the, the way. Right. The... Le- the Golden Globes nominations were announced and they were fucking ridiculous and all over the place. Not that I care. But uh, it made me remember that Madonna was there in 1997 in a plunging black dress that, that was very uh, amazing. So I'm giving it up to Madonna in 1997 for her Dolce and Gabbana dress. She um, she was an actress. Uh, she was popular in the 90s. <laughs> and... Um, <laughs> Yes. What the uh, fuck is MDNA? uh, (laughs) And shout out to Nicole Kidman who presented her with the award. It was uh, it was a real legends only moment there. Um, And I just I always look at pictures of her at that award show. She just looks so good. So shout out to Madonna for your 1997 look. Didn't Burlesque get nominated at the Golden Globes? Yes, 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 yes. Okay, so we stand the Golden Globes. Sort of, but not really, because they always fuck up their awards and are very like racially problematic, but they did give it to burlesque. So we'll uh, half hat tip to them. Yeah. Just one. But they need to get better. Just one. uh, Yes. Yes. That's exactly right. Uh, So, oh, and did you watch Drag Race? I did. What did you think? (laughs) I I clearly had some feelings on social media. Oh yeah. I saw your tweet. Okay. So it got spoiled. She went off. Someone fucking Instagram storied the elimination before I watched. So oh, I was like, okay. okay, so I'm not going to do the same thing to y'all listening. So I won't say who got eliminated, but I was very upset by it. But I also felt very inspired by the way that they went out and the things that they said and the attitude that they had, I thought was extremely optimistic and positive and resilient. And I was like, you know what, we stand. But you know what, I got to say, Utica is like my favorite. I think I'm I'm just like really she's she's getting that underdog edit and I'm like okay, I'm I'm liking where this is going. Yeah. Absolutely. I hated the episode for <laughs> for a lot of reasons. <laughs> um, my biggest thing and I'm not going to go into the whole thing, but obviously it was a disco episode and they had the 
they just didn't have the knowledge. They didn't have any knowledge of it. It wasn't like they referenced anything even remotely close to what they should know as queer entertainers, in my opinion. It was just a little disappointing. Even I was just waiting for like, it just, just say Confessions on a Dance Floor. Like just maybe like a new disco moment. A Public but, Affair like, by Jessica Simpson. A Public Affair. It was like so bizarre. It was like, why, why is this this hard? It's like... For a dollar, name a disco song. And it was like, it was just really upsetting to see. And also, I mean, I'm not going to go into it too much, but like the Diana Ross, Donna Summer comment was like especially just disrespectful. And I didn't like that. I didn't like seeing all of that. That just wasn't my cup of tea. But literally RuPaul was like, so um, what do we think about the disco? And everyone was like, oh my God, what is it called? (laughs) (laughs) Oh. Yeah, so I didn't really have a pick either for like a best look. But however, I will say I'm totally happy with the winner. Are we spoiling it or not spoiling it? Don't spoil it. Okay, the winner um, deserved a ray of sunshine. Just very happy for her. I felt the narrative of the episode could have been more like a teachable moment of of being like, well, here's who these legends are that was more like, Instead, it was sort of like a celebration of their cluelessness, which I didn't love. So I know I'm like a pop nerd about it, but it was just like not, you know, when it's important to queer history, and that is sort of what the drag, the, the show is trying to uh, say in, in their episodes a lot of the time is like things that were important to queer culture. Or it's just like, it was a weird misstep in my opinion. But anyway, uh, yeah. Okay, I'm looking that <laughs> one up. I'm full of happiness this episode. <laughs> Well, it's just a nice reminder. No, that but it old. comes from a loving place. Yeah, it comes from a loving place because it is one of my favorite shows. I want them to do good, and I want entertainers to be good. I feel like we should look to drag queens for like knowing things about queer culture and and just you know music and you know. But I do also think I think it's valid to meet them halfway with references that are more current. It just like that didn't really happen either, so it was a bit bizarre. Anyway, I did learn a lot about the um, the disco sucks thing. Right. They did make that a point, which was good. I don't know that the song necessarily reflected it, but yeah. the My Pussy's on Fire song. Uh but you know, there was a there was an attempt made. Um This country is so racist. Well, yes. Ultimately that should have been the lyrics of the song. Yeah. Yeah. Super disappointing charts this week, everyone. Um not that our listeners are doing that, but yeah, it's it's hard to see how disgusting this country can be yeah but we are working to make it better we're very aware of it um yeah it's like stopping this queer black music from infiltrating the you know mainstream and becoming too big and yeah so it was very much like gatekeeping music and stuff but anyway we're here to tell you that disco does not suck stream it now by kylie (laughs) minogue (laughs) yeah thank you yes and yeah, I I guess my final takeaway from that is just because I I'm not telling anybody who what or who how they should be, but I feel like I am. I don't I No, I, I'm joking. <laughs> I don't I personally just can't relate to the idea of not wanting to do your research or not wanting to know more about the people who inspired your faves because once I discovered Janet long long time ago, like already loving Britney, it was like a, a a light bulb went off when you watch Janet's performances and and concerts and stuff, and you're like, oh my god, she is Britney's mom. Like 
that is where that comes from. Like that clearly inspired Brittany. Like so, and I feel like it tells the story better of like your fave is by knowing what they were inspired by. So it's disappointing because I don't like the attitude of like my fave's a legend slay. Yes, and it's like you. There's a history behind why yours is even a thing. You know, it's like it's all been done before. It's all you know. I just like to know about pop culture history and so i just don't relate to not wanting not being thirsty to learn about other older acts but well you know what i say to that brad what i think that's why a lot of people including myself enjoy you so much because i think (laughs) that you do an incredible job of presenting all of that in a really fun way and I learn something oh. new every single week because my dumbass, you know me, I don't <laughs> literally, I'm like, <laughs> oh my God, what is it called? Every single week. So, um, well, you got me on I the really Janet train. That. that is very, that is far too kind. But you that got me into is... Kylie Minogue. Thank God. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, well, I, that, that, thank you. That's awesome. And yeah, I kind of just hope other people feel that way so or maybe are inspired after that episode to be like that didn't feel great let me if you if you didn't know who donna summer is maybe you'll listen to the this is donna summer playlist or something and just kind of be like oh my god like this is why confessions on the dance floor exists like this is why you know all of that so yeah it's a fun (sighs) venture well yeah so anyway also um side note on this episode but like i thought rupaul was having so much fun oh yeah she's definitely talking way more yeah, like it's, I think she's like into it more. Yeah, or they told her to. <laughs> oh. They were like, you need to interact with them. <laughs> she's not natural. But yeah, no, she's she's laughing a lot more. And also I feel like she gets more critiques in than I've seen in past seasons for a while. Mm-hmm. Like she's actually giving feedback. So I found that that's a good thing. Um, trains rights. <laughs> toot, toot. <laughs> uh, beep, beep. <laughs> trains rights. <laughs> trains oh god so forever the best all right so should we get into some new music this week yes speaking into inspiring toots and beep beeps two toots all right girls let's get electronic for a second so i have (laughs) two recommendations for this week the first one is tavlo and martin garrix pressure um bop very new sound from martin garrix i think yeah, it's much closer to... It's actually a pretty good marriage, really. Yes. Because it's dark and ominous like Tove. Mm-hmm. And still has that beat from Garrix. And it's so yeah, good. You know, Martin Garrix is known for like big festival-y songs like In the Name of Love with Bobby Rexa. Ugh, Bob. <laughs> so it is definitely understated for him, but it's cool that... that Scared to be lonely with Duola. Duola Peep. Yes, of course. He works with all the ladies and... So this is exciting. Oh, speaking of Dula Peep, we should probably just, we'll, we'll talk about it more next week, but we do have the Moonlight edition of this album coming and quite the controversy involved in that. But I think we'll talk about that in detail when the album drops and we get to listen to it. Yeah, it's so nice to see she's traveling everywhere, including the moon. Um, the moon! We'll talk to, about that next to, week. To, to the moon. <laughs> London, Paris, Tokyo, and now the moon. <laughs> She's seen and done it all. Yes, we will. But we'll we'll do the deep dive into the album and like the, the controversy of a feature and everything. Um, when that or lack to. thereof, so, or lack thereof, some would say. Uh, yes. Uh, whatever. Um, 
My other recommendation for the week is another EDM bop by Jonas Blue and Awa, or Awa, or A-W-A, um, whatever that's uh-huh. called. Something Stupid, which has a mild, like, subtle show-me-love sample. Bop, we stand. Love that. I love going electronic. The sounds of, like, the early 2000s and, like, 90s house are all coming back. Oh, yeah, for sure. Thanks, Chromatica. Uh, she's got a point. <laughs> no, I know. It's true. Do we and know if... Um, Any excuse to play Better Off Alone is is worth it to me. Lindsay would have been ahead of her time. Now that Whoa, now that I think about it, if Lindsay had dropped Xanax, she, really was. she would have been ahead of her yeah, time. I know. I know. <sighs> we still... At least we have the SoundCloud rip. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Now, I didn't put this in our notes, but um, for a second here. My Stephanie Jeromato. Do we know if there's more music coming from her? I saw it on that Instagram account. Uh, well, we do have Cheek to Cheek 2 coming. Oh, that's right. And that's going to be very upsetting this time around. Yeah. Uh, but I don't think we're having a Chromatica moment. We're just like having Chromatica Oreos two. and making them into chicken. Oh, what? I want Chromatica 2. I do too. I don't know the likelihood of that, though, because it feels like they're almost rolling right on in, in spring with... Uh, the cheek to cheek follow up. So I don't know if she would sneak that in right before. Maybe, but yeah, who knows? Uh, for now, check out the Chromatica Oreo TikTok account if you want to be horrified by chicken tenders made out of Chromatica Oreos and waffles and every other concoction. Because the monsters, they're bored, the they're flavor. tired, they're hungry, <laughs> they're so thirsty for another performance or more music. Uh, yeah, the flavor. Did you see the uh, okay. photo of Poot Beta Judge getting sworn in as Secretary of Transportation? <laughs> and they photoshopped Swearing in, in on the Chromatica Oreos. <laughs> on the Chromatica <laughs> yes, Oreos sure over the Bible. Y'all are Truly going to hell. Truly the memesters are stand. doing the most. Everyone's going to hell. Everyone's going to hell. Um, see you there. <laughs> see you there. Um, okay, I have some some bits and bops here. A quick shout out to a song. Miss um, Collegian Clarkson has a song with a man... <laughs> From the voice, <laughs> and uh, isn't his name like Hoot I would or something? Yes, Jake Hoot. Literally putting Hoot the Hoot Lovato. Hoot. <laughs> yeah, it's Kelly and Hoot Lovato, and they are doing a song called "I Would Have Loved You," and it's too much, man. However, Kelly has a note in there that reminds me of "Just Missed the Train Bridge," that is so good at the tail end of this song, and it just overshadows him, obviously. So. Shout out oh, to Collegian. Train. A formative song for my youth. Um, speaking of American Idols, there's a Jordan Sparks bop called You Still Think of Me, which actually I, I like. I enjoyed it. I think it's, yeah, it's, it's nice. It's not, you know, it's much better than the Sangria Wine one that they turned into the Old Navy commercial meme, which was oh, ruthless. Yeah, this is fast. So this was an upgrade. Uh, so you still think of me, Jordan Sparks. Uh, Speaking we've of got men, Demi Lovato and a man. Well, yeah, you no, know, she should do a new version of No Air. She should with like a new man, uh, a less problematic true. man. I don't know if it would work in a time of Cornova. Or I'm maybe just it would so be glad that like if life never returns to normal and like the end of times are coming, I got to witness Jordan Sparks singing No Air with Joe Jonas. You're very lucky. Mm-hmm. I got to see her open for the circus tour. Same. Blessings on blessings. So speaking of teaming up with men, unfortunately, Demi Lovato has one called What Other People Say. Self-empowerment anthem, as Demetria would do. 
It's cute. <laughs> I'm Can ready I for Demi to move off. I'm ready for Demi to move off of this topic. Yeah. I'm ready for her to just sing about anything else. Because I kind of feel like it all falls under. Also, this sounds so bad, but I'll say it. Because we're deep enough into the episode, so I feel like if you've made it this far, you're like, you know, you get it. So, Demi's new hair, the pink. Mm -hmm. Now, have you seen the TikTok of the girls doing Sexy Back by that other man that we, whose name we don't say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I stan. I'm obsessed with them. I'm obsessed with all of the remakes of it and all of, like, the memes that have come from it. Because it like reminds me of my friends from high school, but the hair, the pink hair, the the one who does the second, um, the second move, the pink, they have the same hair. Okay, so now, yeah, did you see the TikTok where they put? Demi's I did. Eras? Yeah, it's kind of inescapable. Yeah, <laughs> I can't unsee it. Yeah, no, you can't. No, it's true. That's okay. She will have to change her hair now, though. Like people yeah. will, like now, now it has to change because she's gonna be known as girl number two in the tiktok so yeah. iconic you know she cannot catch a break no i yeah it's uh i'm i'm ready for like a cool for the summer again i'm basic gay but like or a neon lights i would love that for her Bob. <laughs> uh yes uh, a few more other quick ones um daya's back with a song called bad girl Bob. i love daya's bops she's a bop queen and uh it's another win for the the lesbian pop movement of this year between Rebecca Black and this song. I'm like, okay, it's such a good song. Uh, there's also a new, new old Ali X, I believe. It's a demo called Glam, a very fun 80s shimmering pop. Um, Ali X is a very reliable singer songwriter. <clears throat> and then Queen Jessie Ware is releasing Remember uh, Where You Are, which is one of the highlights from What's Your Pleasure. She's releasing that as a single. There's a single edit fantastic uh sg lewis teams up with niall rogers the legend for a song called one more which i really really like sg lewis worked with dua on a lot of future nostalgia and did experience with victoria monet and he's just really on top of the world right now and so i would check out sg's stuff oh yeah and victoria monet speaking of has a song called f-u-c-k which is her if you see gamey hot it's about uh having friends with benefits so Check it out for your Silk Sheets playlist. Oh, God. I have none of those anymore. <laughs> oh, and finally, Miss um, Cardi is back with Up. Not a Shania Twain reference. <laughs> what? Uh, oh, wait, no, that's a different one. <laughs> um, she is truly giving those visuals. Oh, it's so good. The, the video is fantastic. The video, her on the glass table with the man with ass up naked fantastic a plus and then that sort of like cheer squad formation in rainbow colors and the whole visual is so it's just so bubblegum pop and she did it with wap she's really a visual girl like that's she does very eye-popping visuals and i feel like that is something that frankly the the pop girls are kind of not giving as much as cardi as far as like pop visual so a very enjoyable a very cardi anthem the lyrics are inspiring they tell a story they're gonna tell this story at graduations funerals weddings <laughs> what's the line where it's like broke boys don't deserve pussy yeah. is that yes. it right yes basically that's the general gist um there's just there's a lot of inspiring 
lines, you know, he nutted on my butt. I said, I'm glad that you came. (laughs) That's pornographic. That's disgusting. Well, I applaud her and I am glad that she is speaking up for everyone. mommy jumping out. (laughs) We are frightened Um, of Cornova. Another... Can you get Cornova from that? This, this is taking a turn. Uh, I, I'll Google it later. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. Well, we'll have to wait and see on that one. But yeah, shout out to Cardi. And yeah, that's I basically, that's, that's kind of it for music. Yeah. Coming up soon is the Dua Lipa, Dua Peep Moonlight edition of Fusion Nostalgia, which we will have thoughts and feelings when it comes Next week. We already have some. Yes. And I think that's pretty much it. I have like no albums that I'm looking forward to yet. Right, right, right. Well, we are looking forward to staying safe, wearing a mask, getting a vaccine, and (laughs) socially distancing so that we can have a good summer slash fall. Or who fucking knows anymore. But I did see a TikTok the other day that this girl was estimating oh i saw it too the yes. the estimation mm-hmm. that the date would fall right before halloween yes she would at say the current rate right the current rate which is climbing so at the current rate which is is growing october 23rd 2021 is allegedly when it would happen now i think if johnson and johnson gets approved and the weather gets nicer and they can make all these pop-ups they can start doing more and it will just maybe it'll be sooner. Yeah, I'm really hopeful for that. Um, if only because I actually need something to, to hope for and to live for. <laughs> well, um, so good news. Yesterday, they hit over two million vaccinations in one day, which is a huge improvement. It is amazing. All the news coming out about it has been really reassuring and positive. And even though it's been a slow start, obviously, um, I can only just be cautiously optimistic that yes. there is a light at the end of this tunnel and we are getting there everyone and one day this podcast might even be in person again so it will we, we will yeah we will um be watching and seeing yeah. and like miley said are, at the end of this episode i just want to shout out anyone listening who is in healthcare or is an essential worker you are a hero amen. and i cannot thank you enough for the work that you have been doing throughout this entire year. And um, yeah, I, I just, didn't bring my pots and pans. I know. Well, but if I could, I'd clang clang right now. But you yeah, you're truly no, the heroes uh, of this whole thing. And one day we will be able to hug in person. I mean, my cousins are nurses. I haven't been able to see them in you know over a year now. It's like, thank you if you are out there on the front lines fighting the good fight. We appreciate you. And Absolutely. maybe we've been giving you a little laughs. Maybe, I don't know. But thank you. Absolutely. That is a very good point. That's a nice note to leave off on, actually. Thank mm-hmm. you to everyone for listening. And we hope that we are giving you a smile or something to think about um, on your morning commute and or whatever you do when you listen to this. I don't know. Uh, but Someone's getting case, topped while listening to Legends Only. <laughs> <laughs> I would not be surprised. Um, sure <laughs> during high fashion editorial. Oh god. Okay. Well, on that note, <laughs> until next week, which will be Valentine's Day. Yeah. We will. Happy Valentine's Day to our listeners. Oh, Valentine's Day is a fucking corporate scam, please. 
Uh-uh. We will not be kissing. Somebody's never had a Valentine and it shows. You know what? Honestly, you're not lying. I have never No, but it's once. actually bullshit. I actually, I've hated it when I've been in relationships. It's really like an unnecessary New Year's Eve like style pressure to do something when yeah. you're like, this is stupid. So just continue to treat everyone with love and respect. Well, every rewind day, to a year ago, Valentine's oh. Day 2020, or wait, yeah, 2020, the Galantis concert, no one wanted to go with me. I went by myself, wound yeah. up being my second to last concert of all time. <laughs> <laughs> so take advantage of opportunities on Valentine's Day. Yeah, or something and a like stranger that. gave me a sticker that said, you are beautiful. And I was like, oh, oh God, that's thank sweet. You. And that, that is was the last Valentine's time that I ever I didn't saw. even have anything like that. Oh. And she never danced again. She never danced again. <laughs> That's a shared tweet we reference. She never danced at a concert again. If you know, you know. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, All right. Well, until next week, everyone, we will see you soon. <laughs> I can't believe it's almost. She been never a danced again. Year. Literally, it's almost been a year. It will be a year. Yep. Well, Brad. Good luck. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.